This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Tuesday, December 31st, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. I'm Connor Tapp, and today on the podcast, we're discussing a pair of key players returning to FSU for 2020, a former five-star prospect for Miami entering the transfer portal, and Ed Orgeron getting a phone call from the President of the United States. But first... The New York Giants announced the firing of head coach Pat Shermer on Monday, and with that firing came a round of speculation that the Giants might be coming after one of our most beautiful college football sons. Many reporters quickly drew a line of mutual interest from the Giants to Baylor head coach Matt Rule, who just won 11 games in Waco and is getting ready to play in the Sugar Bowl on Wednesday. 24-7 Sports National College football writer Chris Hummer lives in Texas and has spent some time with Matt Rule in the past for a great story Chris wrote earlier this year, which we will mention later on. But Chris is with us now. So, Chris, if you are a Baylor fan, how worried would you be that this might finally be the NFL job that Matt Rule actually takes? Uh, I'm I'm pretty worried. I think... The narrative in the media today is it has to be the perfect job for Matt Rule to leave. And I think Matt Rule's um, said something similar himself over the last like two or three years as he's been interviewed for particular jobs uh, during this stretch. But I think the New York Giants are one of those situations where he would be really, really tempted to jump. Uh, for those who don't know, Matt Rule actually worked for the Giants. Uh, he was on that staff in 2012. He was an assistant offensive line coach kind of in between being Temple's offensive coordinator and Temple's head coach. She had a a one-year break in the NFL before Temple brought him back. So he's already quite familiar with that organization. And additionally, he is, he's from New York. Like he's a New York city guy. Like he moved to state college as a teenager, went to Penn state, but like he grew up in that area. He's very New York. Uh, He's very Northeastern at kind of the core of his being and being the New York giants head coach, which, uh, for those who live up there is kind of the signature team of that area. I know the Patriots get a lot of buzz, but in New York city, it is the giants. It's not the jets. It's kind of like a Yankees, uh, a Yankees met situation. The giants are the team. And given that the giants have a young quarterback that I think a lot of people believe in, in Daniel Jones, they have for my money, the most electric back in the NFL. And he was the same way in college football and Saquon Barkley. They are going to have a really high draft pick this year, and I think they also have a lot of cap flexibility. I, I, I know this is a not an NFL podcast, but I'm just kind of laying out what the Giants <laughs> situation is. I think Matt Rule is going to be extremely tempted if the Giants make him a strong offer. So Matt Rule has long been seen among college football fans and reporters as a very attractive up-and-coming younger coach. And but he this is the first year at uh, in 2019 winning 11 games at Baylor playing in the Big 12 championship game like 
th- it's been the first year that you could say he has a measure of, I guess, like mainstream success that would ab- definitely catch the eye of someone in the NFL looking to hire a new head coach. But it, for the past several years, Matt Rule has been entertaining and ultimately turning down or withdrawing his name from consideration for NFL positions. So, I mean, what is it about about Matt Rule that has had NFL front offices on his scent for several years now? Well, I think the place you start is the NFL draft. Um, at Temple, he took over a program. I, I don't remember the exact thing, but I think they won two games the year before he took over that job. Um, I know that school has had a lot of success in the time since, but a lot of that is due to the infrastructure Matt Rule built. And in pretty short order, Temple, I think two years into Matt Rule's tenure, won 10 games and set a program record, and they beat Penn State that season, So like, or within three years, I believe. So like he he quickly altered the fortunes of that program, and it was reflected in the NFL draft. Uh, Matt Rule's long been a guy that, especially at Temple, wasn't able to recruit elite talent, but what he did was he recruited uh, big-framed athletes with superior testing athletic ability compared to most recruits that you'd pull in at a group of five school, and he developed them. And I think that development, which even on the NFL level, we think of the NFL, I think, as this place of finished products, of schemes mattering more than anything. But developing on the NFL level really matters. The best coaches get the most out of their players. And I think what we've seen in Matt Rule um, at Temple and now at Baylor is he's managed to pull the most out of his players over the time. It helped the way he recruits certainly aids in that. But Baylor, even if he recruited the highest potential athletes possible, which he kind of has, like isn't going to win the Big 12 or compete with Oklahoma for a Big 12 championship if they aren't coached well. And what we've seen there is Matt Rule get the absolute most out of his players year after year after year and quickly kind of turn around programs that were broken in some ways. And I think that's what's so appealing to kind of NFL front offices. So that that kind of leads into my final question here, which is that part of me is a little bit puzzled at the constant links from Matt Rule to the NFL just because I see what he has done so well in the, at the college level that has allowed him to have success at places like Temple and Baylor is, well, it, a lot of it is informed, honestly, by reporting that you did this offseason on how Baylor and Matt Rule kind of use data to help drive, uh, help them assemble and information and make decisions on it in, in recruiting. And recruiting just isn't part of the equation for the NFL, at least not in, in the way uh, it is in college. So I, I, is, it sounds like maybe you would not be worried about kind of him fighting with one arm behind his back and taking away a thing that he's really kind of made his name on at the NFL level. I mean, I certainly think he is a special recruiter, just based, uh, recruiter, probably not the right word, a special evaluator on the college level. I think he and his staff do a as good of a job as anybody at identifying talent in that way. And I certainly think that is something that won't be as front-facing in the NFL. But I would argue that it's still a pretty critical skill to be able to find players to be able to find players that other people might not kind of see in the same way. Um, I'm not comparing Matt Rule to Bill Belichick or anything like that, but I would say the most successful coach of the last 20 years in football, maybe outside of Nick Saban, I think you could have a pretty fun argument between those two has been Bill Belichick. And 
the Patriots are kind of built in a different way. They've long kind of found success with undrafted free agents. They found success with kind of retreads in the league guys who were kind of left for dead, but Bill Jabelichek sees them fitting a certain part of their style or a certain part of their scheme. And he eventually pulls the most out of them. And I think that's the rarest skill for a coach, the ability to kind of maximize what you have and more importantly, to kind of see things other people don't. I think you could argue pretty strongly given what Matt Rule's done and developed at Baylor and Temple, that he has that rare trait in a coach. Um, this, I, I remember talking to an NFL scout on the press box of the Baylor-Oklahoma game, the first one. Uh, Baylor blew that lead, obviously, but at the time, Baylor was up like 28-3. to And I was just like, can you kind of believe this? And the scout just turned over to me and he was like, yeah, this is the one of the best coach teams in the country. They're just so well coached. And he was talking about Baylor in that instance. Now they just have to hold on. Obviously, Baylor didn't hold on in that instance. Sometimes talent and momentum can kind of overwhelm coaching in that way. But like scouts, the people in the scouting community have a really, really healthy level of respect for Matt Rule and what he's done there. And I, I just feel like those qualities as a coach don't just disappear when you're not recruiting. Like you're going to be able to identify and develop even at the NFL level where there is, I mean, it has to happen. Like your undrafted free agents have to contribute. Your seventh round picks have to contribute. Like you have to cycle through and figure out a way to work around the cap, which is not a problem in college athletics. Like there are challenges there that I think coaching and development can only overcome. And I, I do think Matt Rule has some of those traits. All right, great stuff, Chris. Chris covers college football and the transfer portal for 24-7 Sports. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. The college coaching carousel has slowed down quite a bit in recent weeks, but one thing that could speed it back up is the NFL coming in and poaching some coaches like Matt Rule, like Joe Brady, LSU's co-offensive coordinator, winner of the 2019 Broyles Award. Brady has said in the past that he plans to stay at LSU for the foreseeable future, but there was a report from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport on Monday that Ravens defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, who is emerging as a top candidate for current and potential NFL head coaching vacancies that Martindale has his eye on Joe Brady to be his offensive coordinator should Martindale end up getting a head coaching job. We're going to take a quick break, and on the other side, we've got good news for FSU, bad news for Miami, and tragic news for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. The Florida State Seminoles have been the recipients of some very good NFL draft news this week with two of their best players from 2019 opting to return for year one under Mike Norvell. 1,000-yard receiver Tamarion Terry is coming back for his redshirt junior season, and all-ACC defensive tackle Marvin Wilson says he's coming back too. Wilson, in particular, was seen as potentially quite an early NFL draft selection. The news was less good for in-state rival Miami on Monday as former five-star running back Lorenzo Lingard has entered the transfer portal. 
Lingard's freshman season was cut short by a knee injury in Game 7. And in 2019, Lingard played on special teams but did not receive a single carry. Today we close out the podcast with news of the tragic death of Deerfield Beach wide receiver Bryce Gowdy. Gowdy was a four-star prospect who signed with Georgia Tech during the early signing period. In fact, Gowdy should have started classes at Georgia Tech next Tuesday. But instead, in the early hours of Monday morning, Gowdy was struck by a freight train. According to the Broward County Sheriff's Department, Gowdy was transported to a local hospital where he died at the young age of 17. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, please express your support by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. For Trey Scott, Chris Hummer, and our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you next year on the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.